Duncan. <laughs> you thought of something. <laughs> Welcome back to Double Dose. I'm your host, Depeche. And I'm your host, Daniel. And we're here to take you from Earth to the end of a Kamehameha charger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Infinite. I love how when they would do it in the show, it was more like a push. Yeah. It would just kind of yeah. push them. And heaps of times they're like, I'm just going to push you into the sun. Yeah. And then if they were like getting beaten, it would just, you'd be like, more and push harder. Yeah. So- did you know this about the Kamehameha Wave? What I loved is if you watch the Dragon Ball original series, you know, yeah. where his Goku's are very small. He's got the little Nimbus. He's got the Nimbus and yeah. it was the Dragon Ball before it was Dragon Ball Z. Mm. The Kamehameha Wave was blasting all your good intention at someone. So you would defeat your enemies by blasting just pure, pure goodness at them. It wasn't like you get super angry and unleash the rage. Mm. It was more you unleashed your your... Um, in a uh, inner um, self will. So how so come that's the enemies the bad- were able to do like a, their version of? Oh, only Cell could do it because he replicated people. Because he could copy people, mm-hmm. so he, his cells could copy what they did. Why did it just take me till now to realize his name was Cell because he co- literally took people's cells? Are you serious? Yeah, he was Cell because he grew from a single cell as well. So he was he grew and could replicate. I, oh yeah, he was created by Capsule Corp, right? Yeah, in Dr. the future, Doctor Giro. I guess I forgot that part. Maybe just as a kid, I never made the connection. <laughs> I was too busy eating Zenzu beans from a tree, you know. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't make that. I was like, I guess cell, of course, because he's uh, so freaky. He's like an a- alien organism, and he grew from a single cell and can absorb cells. I-, I thought it all worked on so many levels. That little saga, right when he's first introduced, and you have and you're following Trunks. Do the listeners right now? I don't even know if all of them watch Dragon Ball Z. They're probably like, what the hell? Um, the the little sequence of like Trunks trying to get from the future to the past. Yeah. And you see, Cell, you hear Cell, he's like, chiki, chiki, chiki. Terminator shit. Yeah, and then it's just shadows of him and then you just see clothes drawn throughout How the streets. How scary was It was so shit. scary. And he's like sucking the life out of people. Yeah, dude. He was like an alien zombie that was just like, yeah, yeah. suck your soul from you. And Didn't, that was free. Um, and the skin was left over. Yeah, you saw them all go leathery yeah, and stuff yeah, and like yeah. the insides get sucked out. Um, wasn't the two top Androids, like the one that you thought was like the creator of the androids who turned out to be an android himself, wasn't he like instantly killed by Cell? And he was so powerful up until that point. And then Cell just denied the dude with him. the blue jelly dome of a head. <laughs> you know the glass dome. <laughs> android head? sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the power, your green power armor looking dude. He looked like he. Well, he looked like he, I think oh, he was like the creator mean, of the androids, but he turned oh, out to be an android. You mean the guy that looked like a little Russian doll? No, 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 no. So him, the big dude and the chick and the blackhead Bob dude. Yeah, yeah. They were like the regular androids. And wasn't the dude with the gray hair with the the blue glass dome with the liquid brain? he was Android 20. Wasn't he like portrayed as the creator but then turned out to be an android He turned himself into an android. Right. Yeah. And then he was- Instantly killed by Cell, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Like, he came onto the scene, you're no, like, no, no. oh, it's going to go down. Other androids killed him. Oh, right. They didn't want him to control him. And he oh, said, but you can't right. kill me, I created you. And he was like, bah, and chopped his head off. But then didn't, like, one of the androids, like, come up to Cell, and you're like, oh, well, this is going to go go down. They're going to, this new dude on the block is going to get destroyed because we just saw how crazy the androids were. And then the android just gets his life sucked out of him. He didn't get sucked out of him. Cell got like the Glock Glock three thousand by Cell. Cell <laughs> swallowed him whole. He's like his needle t- 
tail thing went big <laughs> and ate them. That was so creepy. I love, um, for the people that don't watch Dragon Ball Z, they're just hearing like this needle tail thing and then the soul getting sucked out of someone. They're just picturing all sorts of stuff. I love it. Yeah. It's gone too crazy now, the show for me. Uh, there's a new movie coming out. Yeah, I saw I'm some of it. I'm looking forward to that. It looks yeah. interesting. Cell's in it. Is he? Yeah. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Who was the last baddie I saw? It was Cell, then Margin Boo, and then- Then it went into- That was it for Dragon gods? Ball Z. Then it went to Dragon Ball GT. Right. And then Where it was Broly a completely new stuff. rider, and they just went right. backwards. <laughs> Goku turned into a kid again. Whole first saga sucked. Mm, mm. There were scenes where he just like forgot how to fly. It's like, I'm falling off this ledge. Don't drop me. And I'm like, you can fly, dude. What are you complaining about? And then yeah. two seconds later, he is flying. Because Goten and, and Trunks were a thing. Oh, man. The scene that tripped me out for the show mm. was when the whole um, the saga before Cell Saga had finished and then Cell Saga started and the first thing you see is like Trunks and he comes in and he's like, I'm from the future yeah. and in my world everything is devastated yeah. and we need you and here is a pill that will stop you from getting this crazy heart condition that will, that will save yeah, you. Yeah. And I was like- it was a, this it was show next has level. gone ramped up. We're getting ultimate timelines. Yeah, I yeah. thought, God, because wasn't damn. Goku kept getting heart issues? Yeah, and he knew something was happening. Yeah, and dude, when you saw Trunks just turn Super Saiyan like that, yeah, with no effort, and yeah. we just witnessed Goku go. Oh, through it was the Freezer Saga. Was it the Freezer Saga? Yeah, he oh, just it was end of Freezer Saga. End of Freezer Saga. Because Go, uh, Go um, Trunks just comes out of nowhere and goes. They thought he was dead. Down. Yeah, he, they dead. thought he was dead. Goku was dead. And then he comes back and he, he's like, hang out. This is other planet. I made it. But heaps of years yeah. had passed. Yes. and then, But then uh, doesn't Trunks just kill Freezer in an instant? Yeah. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. How is this dude who's claiming to be like a relative Chops of Chops him in half with yeah. the sword. The Next Z sword. Level, dude. I got a little figurine of um all the Go- uh, the Dragon Ball Z characters and Trunks' um, sword comes out of his little shit. Very cool. Pretty cool. That show did it for me, man. That yeah, was the, yeah. the my oh, drugs next level, coming dude. up. It was next level, was dude. My drugs coming. And up. you'd go to school and you'd just geek out about the episode that you saw. Man, watching it back is tough, man. Those episodes drag out. Yeah, they do. It's not like now where shit's happening so quick. Mm. They'd power up for like three episodes. Yeah. That's why people make a, made a meme about it. Mm-mm. It's hard to watch now, but um, there's so many fond memories of the Cell Saga, which I thought was so good. It was so good. Yeah, big fond memories if anyone is DBZ <laughs> fan. Um, sorry if you're not and you just had to listen to that. But Oh, well, at least you're caught up now, right? But you really need to watch it because it is like a coming of age. Go to uh, the hyperbolic time chamber and start watching it. Oh, the hyperbolic time chamber. That just blew my nut off as well. When they were describing how like time is completely different. Yeah, and they that. go in there and come out in one year and I thought, damn. And then they come out and they're just Super Saiyan all the time. Yeah. And they said, now we can maintain this. Yeah, yeah. Like constantly. Was, it was like Rock Lee training, um, fighting with the weights on. Yeah. And it was like a, a, an hour in real time passed and it was a year uh, gone. A one day. One day, right. They go up to sell and they go, I can become stronger. Give me 24 hours. Do you remember when Piccolo fused with Kami? And it was Kamikolo or something like that. And it was like the really old Namek dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny because I think he had the- It was like the old dude mentality, but he was so OP for a bit. Yeah. Good shit. Hell yeah, dude. Love that show. I love it. So, I got a story. And I don't know if I told you about this. Was this a story you were going to tell me about at the end of uh, the last episode? Oh, I called and my sister and confirmed this story. 
everybody, listen up. We got the uh, confirmation of what happened. On I that called day. my mum first and said, how long was I missing for? She said 30 minutes. Wow. So it wasn't a short time. Oh, and for everyone that doesn't know about this, stop what you're doing right now. Go back one episode, yeah. listen to it all, and then come back to this episode. That's right. So it was 30 minutes that I was missing, and mum said she was in tears. And That's a lot of time for a screaming, kid to go missing. Screaming, going to call the police. Yeah. <clears throat> she thought either someone had kidnapped me or yeah. I have gotten out somehow, but everything was locked. Pretty odd that I didn't come out for 30 minutes. I yeah. think that's a long, too long of a time to, to, Way too to long. not something else have Especially happened. Especially for a, like a one-year-old, you're saying? I was, or almost uh, two my years brother old? wasn't born. Mm. So um, I confirmed with my sister. She she doesn't even remember it. And she wasn't even that uh, she was young 11, She was yeah, 11, 11, 12, that's not, 11, 12. That's an age to definitely remember something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so she says she doesn't even remember it at all. Not even any of that happening? Like people no. looking for her? No, none of it. Interesting. Yeah. And she does. Has she ever had any history of like uh, passing out or anything like that? Never. Wow. That's why we said that's weird. That's crazy to be that old and not have a memory of it. That's what I thought yeah. too. You're not a kid. Yeah, not at all. Like that's like just you're in primary school. Almost a teenager. Yeah, you're new six. Mm-hmm. You would have definitely remembered that. Yeah, I remember. She was still at primary school. I do remember everything about that. Day. My theory is she rolled off the bed, bumped her head, and knocked out. But for I checked a bit. the room. But you said it was this little slither next to the bed? No. It was just, picture this table that we are now. It's She was just lying on the other side of the- So it, picture, I've, if you lay down on the table here and we came in through the door there, I couldn't see you lying on the floor here, right? right? But I came into the room, opened the cupboard was uh, this side of the room. I opened both cupboards, had a look make and checked behind all the clothes, turned around, looked at the floor. She wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Then when I left, 40 and then- after about 30 minutes later, we hear her yelling out like, what? Like, what? where have you been? I'm sleeping. That's so weird. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I, was, I don't know. And she got up and acted like nothing happened, but she was on the floor. Yeah. Which is such a weird place to sleep. And you weren't there before. Yeah. yeah. She just materialized. By the way, we have, we have four people running around the house looking for her. Yeah. Not just, oh, I'm doing it myself. Dad's running around the neighborhood and I'm- then he comes back in and goes, I don't know where she is. Yeah. It was it was serious. You know what's also a little bit uh, scary is that the fact that it happened to you and then you're the person that found your sister. Mm-hmm. Connection there or something. Well, she just yelled out and then when I ran upstairs and go, where have you been? Mm. And dad was pissed because he thought you're just, you're just being stupid to the point that you're now upsetting everyone. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's funny, uh, as you're explaining the story and mapping out this room, um, I feel like you've, you've lifted the veil for those watching cause they have no idea what's happening to the left and right of us or what's behind the camera. Yeah. And they, I mean, they don't even know about this whole crew setup we have well, they um, saw- behind the camera here. Like we got, oh, yeah, they don't know about uh, we got Mike, we got John. Yeah, that's right. All the setup over there, the lighting. It's it's nuts. You got the candy station over there, the little bar fridge over there, yeah. snack station over there. It's crazy. Yeah, pinball machine, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Then we got the, the sign people telling us what to go to next and when we yeah. need to cut and all yeah. that. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, thanks, Mike. Um, so <laughs> they saw a bit when I was showing the cards, the did Pokemon they? cards. It showed a little bit. Did they? Yeah. You're right. You see a little bit. You see the computer. Okay. Oh, my oh yeah, true, true. My secrets are gone. Yeah. Dude, you're going to have to go back into that episode and um, key it all out Yeah, in post. So, 
what I want to tell you was a story that I uh, used to do as a kid. Yeah. I don't know if I ever told you this. So in the the northwest suburbs where I grew up and went to high school, because um, I, I moved from the area I'm in now and I went um, northwest Sydney and then I came back um, to the other area, I used to do something called darky runs. Do you dive wow, into about I this? I have not even heard of this. Okay. As a trend that was even On the in way to Sydney. school, we'd, I used to ride my bike to school every day. And it was a big ride, man. It took me about half an hour of pumping Whoa, it. how far was your school from home? Like 10Ks. Jeez. If I took my bike to my high school, I would have gone to high school in like five minutes. Yeah, no, it took me a while. I was a, And I was at the bottom of a hill. So, it was huge hills to ride. Wow. <laughs> and it took me ages to get to school. And I was so sweaty on a big backpack, real yeah. heavy, not ergonomic bike. So I was wrecked. Anyway, we used to ride past this area where this big sewer pipe for the whole suburb would come out. One day we just stopped and chilled when we were waiting for someone because there was a meetup point where we did. I remember dropping my bike, walking, climbing down the area and having a look and these huge pipes were there and they were full of graffiti mm. and... For some reason, we were obsessed about just, it was like almost a Stranger Things moment where you're on some sort of mission and you could visualize there was something down the end. Me and a mate, a couple mates went in to these big sewerage pipes and they were huge. They were, if you, off the floor, they were probably up up here. Right. And you're riding your bikes in these? No, no, no. I dropped the bikes and and you couldn't get the bike in there really, really comfortably. Right. So as he, and in grade seven, I could walk. It would, it would not even touch my head. Mm. I could fully stand up in these things. Yeah. But as you went deeper, it got more and more narrow. Freaky. And uh, I mean, I I remember my friends doing this near our high school because we had big tunnels like this. Mm. And I've heard so many times in the news of um, flash flooding happening in this yes. and the kids just dying. Yeah. Terrible. Dude. It happens a lot. So we did uh, these things frequently. Whew. We went every morning Risky. for months. Risky. We just went, oh, we're going to do it. Just before school. One time we went in so far that we that the floor gap was about this tall. And, and so are there forks in the tunnels? Yeah, there was turns, everything. Oh, so we that's were navigating so freaky, blind dude. and there were so many spiders and cockroaches. No, I'm out there. And there was a point where the graffiti was on for a while and then they got to a point where there was no graffiti anymore. Dude. Dude, we, we walked one hour in. One hour? One hour. We kept going in. Did you try and mentally feel where you were in Sydney? Like where, where you were traveling? Yeah, we were, we were trying to figure it out, but there were so many twists and turns mm, and areas. It's hard to tell. There was power lines that we had to step around. We don't even know if they were live. We never touched them. Dude, um, this is crazy. Yeah, we went on so long. Wow. Did he have torches and stuff with you? No. The first couple of times we didn't, we would just have like, my friend had a bicycle light and we'd try that and go real deep. There were so many turns and it and it got narrower and narrower. So we'd start off really comfortable, but then you'd be crouching for about an hour and we had to keep taking breaks um, because it got so low to the point that we were almost on our hands and knees crawling. Yeah. And it was disgusting sewer water there. Yeah, so it yeah. was pretty, but we were like sidestepping on each side of it. Yeah, you kind of almost run on the sides. Yeah, Yeah. and we would start doing it after school and just going, how far can we get? (laughs) Then one day when we were at the middle, we were at his house one day and we went to his house early. It's probably 11 a.m. This is after school, like not on a school day. And he said, that's it. We're going in deep. We went in deep and we go, okay, we're going to go as far as we can. We got lanterns. We got everything. It was crazy. I'd never seen it so much detail. Dude, we were passing inside people's backyards. We could. We were under the great sewers. 
Whoa. So we would just see a dog sometimes. Really? We, yeah. And we'd kept going, kept going. Then it oh got so God. low that we couldn't crawl anymore. Mm. And it was probably only about that high. Dude, that's so dangerous. And then we said, okay, we can do this, but we got to get more material. So, oh and we had already walked about 40 minutes in. Yeah. Then we got out and we went back out. We went back to his house. We grabbed skateboards. We got rope. And we said, okay, one person's going to shimmy down with a with a rope tied to the skateboard. They're going to shimmy across yeah. all the way to the bottom of the tunnel. Then they're going to pull the skateboard in and the next person's going to do it. And the next person, next person, next person. We did that. Then once we got past that part, it all opened up again and we were in some huge junction center of the, the sewerage where it's like mass sewerage was meeting. Oh, there's like all these different pipes and stuff. Yeah, all these different pipes went into this area. Wow, dude. I'm picturing like a, like a Spider-Man and all those movies dude, we where thought you see it like was Also, the- it was so quiet. It was so eerily quiet. It was like- How big are we talking? Like, is this a uh, central area for all the dumping to happen? Is it like the size know. of a train station inside? Uh, almost. Wow. It was like, there was, so as we were in this single tunnel for a while, then it spaced down and became two tunnels. And then it spaced out and became four tunnels. And it was really wide. Like, I don't know, four times wider than this room. And not one bit of graffiti? Nothing. Wow. So no one's been daring so enough no to go this far. So no one had been there because you, you couldn't get in unless you pulled a grate open and went in from someone's yard or something. But yeah. then we searched in. We had passed like multiple service stations. We were so far underground. We had no idea where we were. But also one of these times it happened and it started to rain and we oh, were deep, man. We were that would deep. Freak me out. And the water started to come like really high. I can imagine it fills up quick. Because it it's real all directions quick. of and just, just dumping. it was sprinkling like a little bit and yeah. I could hear the water rushing and we're like, oh my God, oh my God how are we going to get out? Yeah, dude, this is so dangerous. So we were in, we got to a point where I think we just got tired and mm. we couldn't go anymore. We just said, I don't know how far we are. We've been walking for over an hour. Yeah. And I think if we keep going, we're just going to get completely lost. But we're at this junction and we thought, oh, my God. You know, we were kind of on some adventure. Maybe we find some secret cave. You, you get know, excited when you're in high school. It's about 12. Yeah, you get, you get adventurous. Like, I remember doing this sort of stuff. Not like that, but like you get on the bikes and you just go to places you've never been before and just start exploring. Well, we were with my mate's brother who was a lot older than us. Right. So, we would, we would go real deep and we kind of felt a bit better, but- I'd wear my bike helmet because when I was running, there was like broken pipes and and spiky metal shards that were sticking out. So one time I smacked my head so hard. If I wasn't wearing a helmet, I probably would have gashed my head open and been bleeding like crazy. Wow. Um, At one point we did try and take our bikes in because then we could just pedal and run, go down the the things real quick, but there was too much mud. If there was, if it was a dry day, we could do it most of the time. And Mm. it was quite good. Mm. But, um, it was a big mission and we did that probably about 20 to th- – I reckon we, we did it at least 30 to 50 times. We went in there, each time going further and further and marking Choosing different we – different, um, The path pipes. that we – it took us – we only got to that big junction center once mm. because it was that big. And you could, we calculated you we went, there? We calculated – I think we went at least one suburb over underground. We should get the blueprints of – the sewage the schematic and find out how far and see how far you actually went yeah so it was real far but anyway that time where it was raining i remember us rushing out like crazy because i didn't really know the severity of the situation of it being so so serious you never do we when were, you're a kid yeah yeah but 
the older brother said, we have to get out. Yeah. I said, okay, he was panicking. So we left um, with the skateboards and everything. And I think I think at the end, we just ended up like sprinting on our hands and knees, like getting completely wet mm. in the uh, in the grime and the muck and stuff. So you would have been pretty freaked out, I imagine. Oh, I was freaked out from the spider part. Yeah, we saw so many. There was like bunches where it's like a hundred cockroaches in one in one clump. You know, there was every turn there were bugs. Like you could not take one step without bugs around you. Oh, jeez. So we got to that big junction center, and I, I think and we even tried to bring um, lock cutters to try and get through um, uh, 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 padlocks and break through and keep going. Yeah, I don't know how far we were in, man, but we were we were real far in that, and we just we just thought it was such a cool adventure. Never got injured, never told our parents what we did. Oh, thank God. Uh, but that time that we got out, the water, by the time we left, about one minute later, the water was halfway up the huge pipe. So I would have been up to my waist. The halfway time, up the huge pipe. The whole pipe was bursting like as if it had been like like half the pipe was just flowing with water from that's how much water would come out when it rained. Jeez. Is this before or after the skinny part where you had to like go? In, after in that. Skinny- Dude, so Jeez. when we got to the main section where we yeah. started, we were out. Yeah. That huge pipe that we could stand in, that one was full, like half full, just spewing oh water God. out. Did so? Did you, wait, did you just make it out? Yeah, we just made it out. Oh, man. That was just this is crazy. Yeah. That's so scary, man. Imagine being trapped on the skinniest, other skinny side of that. You'd be dead. Yeah. You'd just be trapped. It would have just completely swept us away. Yeah. Wow. That uh, reminded me of two things. One, um, hearing this story recently of those people that do- um, like the cave spelunking mm. and uh, where they kind of go in blind and they yeah, just yeah. try and find pockets to find exits out of other caves. And there was um, this story of this guy um, going on this popular cave uh, enclosure, which was like, obviously this is, this is something that's like, it's one of those sports where you can't guarantee you can do as many safety things as you want. Ah. It's like rock that like natural rock climbing where you're, putting in your hooks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. like, as you can be as safety as you can, but at the same time, huge risk. Yeah. Um, there was this popular cave um, that a lot of people were going in and there's a part where um, it's quite narrow and you got to go down and then it scoops out. The problem is, is that um, nearby, there's an, almost an identical little notch that goes down. And this guy went down and sucked his body in to get through this narrow um, part and then it opened up just enough for him to get through but it was a dead end and he was essentially trapped face down in a little pocket just big enough for him that he couldn't go back out because he sucked his body in to get through the skinnier part so he was trapped and died upside down. Oh my God. Imagine not being able to move with just rock all around you face down. just knowing it's coming. And you just... That's you just gotta wait. So he was by himself. I think he might have been with other people, but it's one of those things where it's like you can't be with people close by. You know, you just and he'd just be yelling out, "I'm stuck." Yeah. What a way to go! And it, and you, I don't think your voice would even travel that far, would it? Because it, yeah, it's not, the rock is not moving much. It's not. It's not. Why b- do people off. get so risky with that? I don't. Stuff? That, I've always wondered that. Look, and what's like, the thrill pe- of it? People will say. I'm stupid for even saying this like, about skydiving, but but is it like I what it. I did as a kid, but on steroids because they're getting some thrill of going somewhere where someone else has never been? I I personally don't see 
I don't get it like skydiving or bungee jumping because you're feeling awesome because you just survived something so risky. Like, I'm okay with my life that I don't need a toy with it to feel alive. Yeah, same. Like, I can't imagine doing bungee jumping and and just be like, whoo, I didn't die. Mm. That's not fun for me. I'm, yeah. I'm just happy to just keep, keep like, walk along the bridge. <laughs> I don't yeah. need that. Um, so, that's interesting that people do that. But, yeah, that is um, terrifying. I imagine going that way as well. Oh, and I, I think, like, I don't really get claustrophobic, but if I can't physically move. If I can't turn around, that's a big thing for yeah, me. Yeah, if, if I'm physically trapped, I, I get panicked. Of course. Yeah. I couldn't go in a tight space where I can't turn around. Yeah. See, the one the one that I went into, it was it was low, but there was always a way you could spin and your arms would never touch your sides. Oh, well, you could touch your sides, but you would never be able not to spin. Could always turn around. Do you reckon as an adult you'd be able to fit through that narrow part? I don't think so. You plug it. No, I went there as an adult. I think uh, not as an adult, but I think when I was eighteen and yeah. had a look. Yeah, I haven't grown that much since I was eighteen. Only your arms. Yeah, yeah. There's massive bicep. <laughs> I pretty much thought, wow, how did I fit in the mm. first section of the tunnel? Because the first section of the tunnel was like up to here. Oh wow! And I thought, ah, I couldn't. I couldn't walk it now. My back would be too sore. Jeez, um, that's that. That's terrifying. I, I, I mean, as a kid, you don't. You're not thinking of that at all. But as an adult man, holy crap, that's terrifying. Um, yeah, it reminded me also um, of this horror movie called Tunnels. The Tunnel. Have you heard of it? It's it's um, based in Sydney. No, I don't no. know it. No. Um, so. It's, it, I think it came out in uh, mid-2000s, I'm going to say, maybe early. And uh, it takes place all under Sydney. And um, it's so freaky because it is based on these actual tunnels that are all under Sydney CBD and even Hyde, um, Hyde Park. And uh, it takes they, – they, this crew go down St. James Station – and um, oh, I think I do know this. And all these homeless people go missing in there all, every year. And um, they make a whole horror movie about it. But the freaky part about that is like there's a, these, all these abandoned train lines and things under Sydney that um, we're still discovering. And I don't know if you've um, heard of this. It, it, it made news a, c- a couple of years ago. But near um, the Art Gallery of New South Wales, they actually under, underground, they found a whole oil tanker, like fuel bunker. Yeah, and they actually like they never even knew it existed, and they're actually transforming it into a, a interactive exhibit. But um, I'm bringing up photos for you right now. But uh, for anyone listening, check it out. Just look up. Um, it's world's smallest picture. Yeah, I know. But uh, these are like some uh, concept art for how it's going to look. But this is all filled with fuel back in like World War Two. That's sick. How can there be no recollection of it? It's so bizarre for something to be so large and not um, like, you know, on on the maps or anything like that. So it's, uh, I can't imagine how many things are underneath Sydney that no one knows about. Cool. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fully transformed into um, this whole installation unless it's already started, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, not used for um, absolute years. Massive giant cave. Yeah, interesting. Crazy. I thought you were going to talk about the movie The Descent. Do you remember that one? Yeah. I, I love that film. Um, I liked it, um, but I, I remember number two just being such garbage. I didn't watch number two because I knew it was bad. Yeah, it's not It's not. But I watched it. it at a friend's house where, you know, you'd go to your friend's house and they pull out the scariest movie in their DVDs when the yeah. parents went home and chuck it on and go, ah, this is full on. But The Descent where the, 
the like deformed humans that have gone and devolved into yeah. like other species was so freaky. The descent is essentially like the tunnel. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I heard about the tunnel, I think at uni, maybe someone mentioned it. I came at around that time when we were yeah. in college and uni. Um, I remember the St. James Station thing. Yeah, yeah. It's an Aussie film then. Aussie film, yeah. Is it good? I think it's pretty good. Yeah, and I think I think well for me it was more scary because obviously it's like more tangible. Like we we've been to St James Station, and you're like, oh my god, like what's yeah. down there? Yeah, yeah. There's like um just lakes under there. Wow, because they're just filled with water. These abandoned like shafts and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I can't imagine the network. Um, supposedly, <clears throat> I mean I haven't really done a deep dive into this, but there is um people that were commissioned to help build that whole system, there's, I think, hidden entrances in Sydney that have been heavily hidden from the public that only um, the workers know about. And I think there's, like, things in there that um, aren't, yeah, I guess, uh, that are hidden from the public, mm. which is interesting. I don't know. You had to talk to a few people. we got to go out. check it out. Maybe another darky run. Yeah, go on another little darky run. <laughs> That's what I used to call him. Let's do a darky run quick before school starts. Let's go. How do you have time before school? Oh my we, God. We'd always so rock dirty. up early. Nah, run. yeah, we'd be pretty filthy. I was so sweaty <laughs> every day to school anyway, yeah. dude. I'd be sweating it out in my whoop. Like, you had to wear like formal black shoes. Yeah. So I'm just pedaling in this tucked in shirt and that was stupid. <laughs> All right, hit me, boy. What'd you got? Let's see what I got here. Uh, Oh, here we go. Um, you're familiar with the um, yes. Easter Island Muay, the Easter Island heads? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so have you have you seen those actual photos of them entirely? Where they've dug them out from the ground? Mm. Yeah, they're it, like not just the head. There's a whole body whole there. Whole body. It's crazy that that went on for so long without us knowing. It's like, mm. it's like a modern um, discovery. Um, well- the, I guess you don't want to touch the structure as well. Yeah. Um, but then there was some like that were like, you could clearly see there was the, they have these um, carvings all on the back of their heads and you could have seen that, like it just stopped. And you, I mean, I think there's no harm in like choosing one to excavate around just for scientific purposes. If yes. You did it professionally. Um, but they actually um, uncovered a few artifacts on that island. And uh, there was a traditional form of writing uh, native to that area called Rongo Rongo. Okay, cool. And uh, traditionally, I believe only members of the upper class and um, like, I guess, uh, more religious figures had the means to read and write this language. Um, but these days, no one knows uh, what the text, how to read this text or interpret it. So it's kind of like a lost language, which is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, there's several artifacts made out of wood and uh, stone carvings. And I'm bringing up a few photos for you to have a look over here. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, like there, there's like really elaborate carvings made out of wood and even yeah, out of stone, which is kind of cool. And they're kind of like hier hieroglyphic even. Yeah, kind of. It's a simple of. system. Mm. And uh, yeah, we don't we don't really know. It, uh, I think the word Rongo has Polynesian um, ties in, 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 in neighboring countries. That word does have meaning, I think, um, to do with like the word language or to read. So- um, this may have translated into something similar to a language that's nearby, but so they have no they they can't interpret this now. They it's can't too yeah. lost. Yeah, it's too lost. No one knows how to read um, read this. They can't wow. interpret it. So that's kind of crazy. I, I couldn't imagine how many languages are lost like that, and how much 
history in the yeah. world is lost. I, I, of that. It baffles me. I mean, like, and, and you know, you can like, tell there's some sort of story there for sure. Yeah, it, that's so that's such made made with such purpose, and it's crazy because like I feel like I've heard of um, people decoding uh, scriptures and texts and stuff from olden times. I don't know. I'm I'm not a linguistic expert, but mm. um, I thought people that specialize in this sort of stuff would be able to decode it. Um, that's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I don't know how many uh, ancient um, texts or symbols have been lost over the years. Fascinating. Mm. It reminds me of, um, yeah, I, I can imagine, man, I've heard so many stories of people losing their, the, um, their history and their culture just because maybe there's only one person that can speak it or, mm. um, you know, if they've, they've lost the ability. Are they trying to describe it? Are they trying to I think this may break be, it down? Do maybe they think, more um, um, symbol, symbols and um, seeing the similarities and dotting them down. Do you think AI would ever be able to Ooh, interpret it? That is a good question. Because can it make sense, though, of something completely random and go, this, this is the symbolic... Uh, system that they're using. These are the letters they represent. But then how can the AI put meaning to those things? Can it actually make it up if you just, for instance, if you had an AI that never knew English and you just put an essay in front of it, could it even determine what you're talking about? Because you're not relating anything to anything unless you know the base language, you've lost it completely, right? I think it's hard because I feel like for an AI to develop it would have a base knowledge of everything that already exists on the internet. Yeah. So it's hard to create AI without it already knowing language. Yeah, but for instance, if it's trying to decode this language, do you think it could do it? I feel like it could only because a race like this surely would have come about at a time where there would have been knowledge being transferred amongst cultures. Mm -hmm. And surely that's there's other races that are nearby to this island that have something similar enough yeah that um they can kind of transfer because I, I, for, for those of you um listening um we'll bring up the images on the screen but for those of you listening uh, the the language itself the, the characters they just look like little symbols of like agriculture or animals um or plants it's very hieroglyphic looking and um you can tell like it obviously just had significance to the lifestyle. Um, there's definitely like an art form to it. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, I feel like an AI could figure it out. I mean, it, it would just take like learning the art form to figure out how, what, what these symbols translated to. Yeah. And then. You'd have to pull it from somewhere. You'd have to get base knowledge from another place. And yeah. go, well, this place uses similar dialect. They have a different, mm. you know, system, but. The, some of the symbols can relate. Yeah. This is the way they phrase things. Maybe you could pull something up like that. Yeah. I'm sure in the future they're going to be able to crack this thing. It reminds me of um, the Rosetta Stone. Mm, mm. You know, the, I believe that was the only way we could we were able to interpret hieroglyphics was because we had the Rosetta Stone. Right, it was like a key. It, yeah, it was a key. So yeah. the language, the scripts were dem demotic, hieroglyphic, and Greek. Mm. And the only way we were able to, I think... Um, break down the hieroglyphs was because we still had Greek language around. Right. And so they said, oh, we've got Greek. So this is the same text in all three languages. Mm. And it was like a cipher key almost to say, if this is 
the three states of text are the same, then this is the language for each. And that's how we will to decode the hieroglyphs, I believe. I think that's right. And, and I think um, the hieroglyphic language in, in itself is a, is a more modern thing, right? Because Cleopatra is, what you were saying last time, Cleopatra was uh, around closer to the invention of the iPhone than she was to the creation of the pyramids. I nah, I was talking about dinosaurs, dude. Wasn't there something similar to that? Maybe you mentioned it. I have heard of that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I, I, let me. So hold, she's like really new. Hold the fort. Let me. Uh, okay. Let me look that up. Well, I was thinking about how smart these guys are that did the Rosetta Stone because they they got together three different cultures and said, okay, we need a way to translate amongst cultures from now on. Let's write the same three th- words, the same three scripts in our languages on this one block so mm. people in the future will know. That's such a smart thing to do. For sure. For sure. And they said it was made in 196 BC. Well, dude, Cleopatra lived closer to the release of the first iPhone than she did to the building of the Pyramids of Giza. What year was she around? That's pretty interesting. Well, I guess according to this, the Pyramids of Giza were built between 2550 BCE and 2490 BCE. Uh-huh. By historians' estimates, um, about 2421 years later, in 69 BCE, Cleopatra, the last active pharaoh of the ancient Egypt, was born. Only 69. Oh, so man, she was, this was uh, almost 200 years, 150 years before her that the Rosetta Stone was made. Yeah, right. So this is 196 BC. So I think, yeah, BC. She's, she's a more modern figure. Um, wow. I think, I don't want to butcher this because my history isn't that great. And I'm sure the people listening after all this time um, have figured that out. But I think, she, wasn't she around around the same time Caesar was around? Or oh, some, some predominant figure in uh, Europe. Like she, uh, she, she was known around the world. This was, I guess, modern time. One hundred BC to forty-four BC, Julius Caesar reigned from forty-six BC to forty-four BC. Yeah, almost spot on. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, he died in his thing. How old was he? Sixty-six. And according to last week's episode, he was stabbed twenty-three times. Oh wow. Okay. All uh, of them got stabbed though. Yeah, 23 times there exactly. There was at least one ruler for every number. There's yeah. one, you got two, you got a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, so this, this, I didn't know Julius Caesar was that old. I didn't think, I thought he was, in my head, I thought, you know, in the hundreds of years, 100 AD, oh, like 800 AD. Right, right. Yeah, I mean. I didn't think he was around 2,000 years ago. Mm-mm. I heard Mark Zuckerberg, was it him or Napoleon? I heard Mark Zuckerberg keeps his hair shit because, <laughs> because he wants to look like Julius Caesar. I'm sure that's the reason why, I'm sure. You know, it's funny, like all these rich dudes somehow reverse their aging, like Bezos and Elon Musk. He has looked more and more bug-like the richer he's gotten. Yeah, like, I know, he's getting weirder and weirder. Like I you think- look at a, a young Elon Musk and he looks like a broke down dude with like- Augustus Caesar. Augustus Caesar uh, might explain Facebook's CEO's haircut, which his wife Priscilla Chan is cutting during quarantine. Oh no! Was it Napoleon? What what do you think? What do you think Zuckerberg does genuinely in his free time, or is is he just a freaking robot? That guy is just crazy. What? 
I heard he cut his hair to represent like Julius Caesar or something. I heard he cut his hair to look like a human. The internet roasts Mark Zuckerberg's hair. That's not all they roast. It's such a bad hairline. Like, why do you cut it like a bowl cut like that? It looks ridiculous. What else can you do with that head? Grow it out <laughs> and style it. Oh, my God. Just change it. Change your face. Um, well, uh, What else to bringing up was um, there's no real uh, hieroglyphics about the creation of the pyramids, is there? There's no hieroglyphics about how they were created? No. No, I don't think so. That's a very interesting. So that leads me to think that well, that, well, that, what Augustus that does for Caesar, me, I think, is what he was trying to do. Mm. That's what people think he was trying to do. I think they're just trying I think to he's make talked sense about of it. Like he, he appreciated Napoleon or something, how he conquered everyone and just fucked everything up. He doesn't... F- I don't see that guy as having any genuine interests. No, that guy's just addicted to power and money. So, um, you've watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix? No. Okay, I think it's worth a watch. It's got some stupid physical representation of what it's like, what the what the AI is doing and the algorithm is doing to kind of scare the audience, especially the boomers, to go, this is what the AI is doing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of dumb. But the message is very clear in how powerful Facebook is. It's scary. Oh, yeah. Um, Mark Zuckerberg owns most of the company, so he has the final say over everything. All the board of directors say this, and he goes, nah, it's that. Because he, I think he owns more than 50%. Mm-hmm. So he just makes whatever he wants happen. He, no one else has any control. He'd have every several vote, people um, advising every, him though. Yeah, but at the end of the day, people vote against it. And he says, no, nah, I'm yeah, sorry. He has I, final I, say. I have final say of everything. He has 50, like 51%. He has more. Yeah. I believe he has 51% or more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, that guy day-to-day, what do you think his day-to-day life is like? All right, let's go. Wakes up, go. You're Mark Zuckerberg. What do you do? Quantum shower. First thing quantum in the morning. Quantum shower, yeah. First thing in the morning, quantum shower. Eat a, a bar oh, that has he owns, all just the nutrients. 12 point, he owns 12.8%. Nothing. But I think that makes him the largest shareholder. Oh, God. He wakes up, has a quantum shower. Yep. Which is... Water. Oh no, he owns thirty percent. Yep. All your facts are messed up. Oh, fucking Google. <laughs> Here you go. All right, he wakes up, has a quantum shower. Yep. With water that is imported from the Himalayas. Yep. Melting ice caps. Yep. He then has a bar flavored with some polar bear death. A little bit, just a sprinkle, mm-hmm. not too much, because he's watching his weight. Yep. And then he has a bar which has all. The human nutrients, a human, uh, the nutrients a human can require in their day. It is actually made from mother's milk from one woman from each country, and it's processed into a protein bar, little granola bar type thing. Yeah, he has that, and then he sits on a bean bag made from corn husks, and as he digests it, and he plugs himself in to recharge for the day. Yeah. And he starts updating um, and downloading. Sorry, he starts downloading all the all of his tasks for the day. Once that happens, he then has uh, a, a bowel movement, which is um, done by actual, like three three guys come in and they massage his stomach in certain ways and, and make actually push the poo out for him. He actually doesn't do any pushing. Yeah, okay. He just, he actually sits in this apparatus and, and 
all of the pushing is done for him. Um, and then he then goes to the board meetings, um, which are from- Straight from there. Straight from there. Nine to five. And he sits at the top of this, um, I'm going to say it's like a hundred kilometer table of just filled with just old dudes, just board members, <laughs> this wrinkly old dudes. And uh, basically just has a sheet in front of him. And he just like starts ticking off things that he likes and uh, making little uh, marks about what he doesn't like. And then he goes home into a chamber, puts a ma- mask on and then just boots down for the day. Whoa. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What I you, think this think? guy's completely off the plot. I, I, I agree. Like his day must be so ridiculous. Do you think he's heaps busy like Elon Musk busy or he is like as busy as like the top manager psycho. at a, at a, at a I, co- I, corporate company? I think he's a complete psycho off the book. Like, like we're talking like, like a four hour sleep a day type of diet. I don't know if it's like that. I don't know if he's mad aggressive. I know Steve Jobs was a, f- a fucking nut job. You heard about that? I have and- uh Dude, People you know say what? he'd I lose this, the plot. Like I don't he would know lose why it. they put Steve Jobs on a pedestal, no. honestly. It was Wozniak was the genius behind it. I just I, I can't stand when people say he was he's like the best creator of our time. It's like, dude, I think you need to think about like what he actually did and also what type of person he was. Straight up. Yeah. I I don't know. I apparently I, he was a disgusting human. Could you really look at Z- the Zuck and like, I, I don't know, I feel like, um, what's his name? We are just talking about him. Apple. Steve Jobs. Do, he has this, like, look about him that's kind of menacing. You can see him getting angry and you being like, whoa. With Zuckerberg, I can't, first of all, I can't even picture him raising his voice. And if he did, I, I don't, like, I feel like I could just, like, sh- just shut up. Just smack him. Just shut up. Like, I don't care if I'm fired. Like, sh- like who are you? Yeah. String bean. I think behind closed doors, he could be quite rare, like weird. I, I can't picture him raising his voice. I can picture him getting like frustrated, like going, look, guys, look, I, look I, I, don't, I don't really like, look, I, I just got like three meetings and only the fires, two slots of time. And, you know, I just think that's something like, you know, just like, you're just yeah, yeah, pedantic, you're, you're moving back and forth. I can't picture him being like, all right, that's it. We're doing this my way or the fucking highway. I feel like he could. More updates. More I updates. I know what you mean, but I feel like he could. Really? I feel like all those guys don't get to the top without being some sort of lunatic. That dude doesn't even look like he's confident in himself. Anytime you see him- uh, So, look at Bill Gates, right? He looks like the nicest motherfucker in the world. Nah, right? he looks savage, dude. Okay, because people see said they go to meetings yeah, yeah. and he was fucking ruthless. Nah, nah, you can see it in their eyes. He looks like- He's about to. He's snap one of those he, like Tom um, Cruise eyes. Yeah, dude. It's it's heaps reserved and con- in control of himself, but the way he delivers it, you know, you, you're in shit. Okay, you yeah. can see that in in his eyes. Mm. With Zuckerberg, honestly, dude, it looks like a pushover. Okay, wow. But if you went to a, a company lunatic and you saw Zuckerberg giving envelopes to all people, like he's the male dude in a, in a in a classic sitcom. You'd be like, who's this I'd guy's believe idiot? It. I'd believe it. Yeah, yeah I agree. He doesn't look like a CEO. His face doesn't match his- Maybe when he gets older and he just commits <laughs> to the full cyber, yeah, do, cyborg look. Do you think- Oh, man. Because like, I mean, I don't know if-, if Start it, looking like Bezos where it's like more and more super villain as he yeah, gets older. I feel like these really uh, financial figures tend to have like a very- um, I, I, A strong identity. You know, your Steve Jobs, your Bezos and all that. When you picture them, you know exactly what they look like and how they're going to look like. With Zuckerberg, do you think he's 
still trying to find what his look is. He dresses so random. He dresses like he shops at Big W. Yeah, yeah. But so did Steve Jobs. Now, nah, but he had a uniform because it was just like, you know, what is it like? I don't have time the black to get- The black I don't have time to get dressed because it's the- like some bullshit designer shit. So I wear the same outfit every day to save time and money. Okay. I think but that was the rationale behind it. It was blue jeans and yeah. black t-shirt. Because time is money. I don't jobbers. want to spend time to think of an outfit. That was his rationale, I believe. Okay. So whatever. that makes sense. You know, pretentious designer stuff. Whatever. I hate the guy because Steve Wozniak did all the work and he just sold it and stole it. I just can't stand designers that think Apple is like the most amazing thing. You need you need Apple to be a designer. It's so cringy. Yeah, you don't. I'd feel like their design is lacking, but their ecosystem is good, but it's really expensive. But at least they treat you well in the ecosystem, but it's really expensive to get in. You're so and limited. And the design is very like, it was good for a bit. Some stuff was Oh, they were fantastic at one stage, but I'd say around 2014, 2015, they- um, They lost. They, they were left in their tracks, but and, and PC went straight past them. Yeah. Microsoft and all that just went- See you later. Yeah, okay. You 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 had it for many years. You probably had it since the 80s. Gone now, dude. <laughs> Gone. Your, your beautiful display is not going to save you anymore. You can't do shit. Yeah, but some people some some people still love it. I could never get on board with the ecosystem. Anytime yeah, I got I've, a Mac here, but it's not even mine. It works. I'll talk to um, Apple fanboys. You watch soon. I'm going to have that big motherfucker right here. Next couple of weeks. Gonna be Daniel's going to bring in a, a full desktop it's PC. Be bigger than the room. It's, it's a quantum computer. You quantum bring in a, computer. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be all hooked up. It's actually going to be the whole back wall. Yeah. All you hear is... Turn on, turn on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. You should hear how loud our server rooms are at work. It's insane. Is it heaps cold in there? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so windy and loud. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a hurricane. It's like, you know the thing where they open it up in like a level five... Defcon Five Storm in yeah, the yeah. Antarctic, and it's like <gasps> it's a blizzard. It's like that. You can you're struggling to close the door and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Daniel, dumb thought that I thought this of is today. A cold thoughts. This is, this is another quantum. We're gonna make a segment. Cold thoughts. Cold thoughts. Half baked thoughts by Depeche. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a dumb one, and I had another half baked thought. Okay. Um, are there people smarter than other people? Or are people just able to store information and regurgitate it on command better than others? That's a really tricky question. But I'm going to take it. Do you want me to take it real serious? Give me both ways. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) One is like computers aren't people. Yes. So so then it's, of course, like you can technically be. Yeah, of course, there's dumb people. Of course, man. I would say 100%. There's dumb people. There's great, super smart people too. Because the way you, I what, was it, thinking of it is like, say um, your cliche dumb person, right? Making a simple life errors for someone to see someone do something a certain way and be like, oh, that's a really good way of doing that. I'm going to remember to do that that way next time. That's getting better at life. That's get, It's not yeah. necessarily just like a job, like yeah. information to get a better career, be more successful. I'm just picturing like just simple things like- uh, making a cup of coffee, there's probably a really efficient way and then someone would just be like, knock a cup off the table. And there's people that are prone to doing that all the time and there's people that are like, 
very organized. Yeah, and sure. And it's because they're observing and seeing what's the best way to do things because they're, they're learning constantly and be able to flush out the information. And there's other people that are just like living. <laughs> okay. I'll take the question seriously and let's go. What's smart? You know, an Eastern cultured monk might go, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you can build all this crazy stuff and you can use computers really well and right. you're able to call people on the other side of the world. But they go, are you in tune with your body? Yeah. Can you meditate? Are you one with nature? You've polluted the earth. That's the dumbest shit you could do. They might look at us and go, that is the dumbest thing in the world that you're just polluting and using and spoiling the planet and you're not repairing it in any way. Yeah. And you're, yeah. Ki- you're wasting the planet away for your own children. That's a good. That's a good way to put it, dude. Because there's not really a, a good basis to show what is what's smart. What's smart? Yeah. yeah. But then I think smartness has to come along with it. I think I would say kindness and, and compassion. You know, you look at you look at the world, and I think a dumb person. When I just think dumb, in my, this is just <laughs> me. It's like a yeah. dumb person is take everything from myself. I'm out to get everything that I want, mm. and everyone else is second to me. And I'm just going to do what's good for me right now without any forward thinking. But then I would say a, a smart person would go, well, I will want to work with my community, work with the people around me to build a better place around me. But that's again, like that's being kind of materialistic. Mm. Maybe a true monk or a Buddha would go, well, all of that is material thinking. All you need to do is be content with yourself. I think, I think what you're also touching upon is – do smarts really have anything to do with the value of, of of the best parts of life? That's right. Like you don't necessarily need anything materialistic or smarts to be pleasantly happy and content in life. That's and true. Give out good energy. Yeah. Mm. You could mm. be the dumbest person in the world, let's say, but you could be so kind and so understanding mm. and so compassionate and so willing to listen. Yeah that you would come off as a genius. Damn, that uh, half-baked question got a deep answer. Deep. I like that. Give me another one. I mean, uh, let me let me have a little s- uh, sneak through my files over here. Let's see if i got any other half-baked. Uh, another dumb thought I had. Here you go. <laughs> this is um, to do with when we were talking about um, shrinkification with um, chips and all that sort of stuff we're talking about. Yeah, shrinkflation. I was thinking of, um, imagine like- taking uh, consumer goods like chips or fast food and just bringing them just as far back as the 80s and giving it to someone in modern time, in modern 80s, like Western, a Western culture, like uh, giving someone in the 80s like a Big Mac. Do you reckon they would be like, <laughs> all right, where's the real one? I think they'd hate it. Because I, I can picture them not even believing you. If you came from the future and said, this is the Big Mac we have right now, they'd be like, well, like, what's Wait, the joke? What's the joke? How far are we going back? You said the eighties. Oh, okay. Um, Not even that far back. It's just the eighties. But things have shrunk so much since then. I think they'd be like a pre. I think they would say something along the lines of, "What's happened to it? Why is it so small?" I don't think it's I, definitely, I, I definitely shrunk. I don't think they would even believe that it's real. To be honest, I, I think if you were to bring it back, they'd be like, "Why, why would I that be? Te- why would that be like that?" I think people say the taste tastes the same as it's always tasted, mm. but I honestly think it's tasting worse and worse as time goes on. The chicken nuggets I remember used to be good. Now they taste like nothing. 
Macca's tastes like shit. It's really bad. Even when as a kid, did you ever enjoy it? I was a really picky eater as a kid, so all I had was the chips. Okay. Um, there, I, I I I have a distinct memory of trying my first nugget when I was younger. I remember trying the nugget and going, "I like this." My th- theory sweet as to sour why sauce that has never changed. I that actually has never um, changed. got brought up with sweet Thai chili sauce from Macca's growing up. Mm. Um, they stopped that, but my theory would be is that. Uh, we were allowed to use more food additives and chemicals that America used back in the 90s, which since then have probably been um, taken out because yeah, like eradicated. of um, Australia's um, health standards. Yeah, it's very good. I'm assuming that could be the case. And that's why so many things when we were younger tasted great because it was what, like, just, you know, it was kind of a free for all. I think there's a yeah, lot more yeah, additives yeah. than things added. Um, now it's all about health. Mm. So I think you're probably getting, I mean, even something as uh, big as Macca's when they changed from uh, and to sunflower oil or something, whatever to cook with. I can imagine that had a huge, um, the adults at the time would have been like, oh, these chips taste like shit. Yeah. I want my chips deep fried in animal fat. Yeah. That, I reckon that would have been just as big of a change. So yeah, yeah. I think all these little health things um, change the taste. But that's my, that's my theory. I think the thick shakes have changed Changed one of the most. most well, wasn't that also animal fat? Yeah, a lot I of heard it was animal stuff. fat mm, in um, the soft serve. That's what I remember. My uncle always having this story saying, it's "Pig fat." It's pig fat, mm. and I was like, "No, it's not." So you get gelatin. It, it's what it so was. All gummy lollies are essentially. And the thick shakes now taste horrible. But before, I bet you they were ten times worse for you before. Dude, I saw a video. Um, that's it was like I guess like a animal rights video. Um, and it was in reverse of a pack of gummy lollies uh-huh. and it shows the process of how they're made, but in reverse. And it gets to a point where it's just like, if, if it's playing in, in real time, the skin gets shaved off by this machine that just takes like the layer of skin off. And then it gets like cut, stripped down into these ribbons and then processed down into this bubbling liquid. And then flavors and additives are added. And then it gets pushed through molds and then it comes out as like gummy lollies. And it was just so gross to see like these sugary gummy lollies in a packet turn into just this pig fat, which is yeah. so gross. Yeah, I can I can believe it. I got so many problems with the health industry in terms of uh, and food. I donate every year to the um, um, I, I used to donate to the Yulin um, uh, Dog Meat Festival. Do you know that one? No, I haven't heard of it. Uh, next episode. It's it's too dark to okay. end on. Um, and I and I donate to um, the the bears, you know, the China Chinese bears. You know yeah. where they use the bile for the medicine. Right. I donate to, every year to that. Yeah. Because nice. I'm like big. I remember watching a thing about cows at work, and I cried. It's heavy, dude. The, some of those documentaries. The way they were treating the cows and the force feeding. Mm. I was just like, these cows are unwell, and they stopped refusing food, and the guys just shoving the pipes down their throat to like force feed them like the sludge, so they get fat. Oh, that's terrible. And I'm like, I just started like tearing up at work, and went, I think I need to go home. I think I called a sick. It'll make game. you become like, vegan. It'll make you become. That's vegan. so bad. Thank God we we have Australia where it's pretty good. We got strong laws. We got strong. Like if there's like any dude, we stopped selling our meat to China because they were um they 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 said you need to come if we sell you the cattle you need to come you need to change your laws to be like ours like, and for, no. for yeah they were like no they were like fine have see no ya. cattle see ya yeah and then apparently i think they changed at least those factories changed their laws must be selected factories selected yeah. factories changed their laws and they said okay we'll follow your standards right and then we said okay you can have the cattle and then they sell our cattle on black market over yeah, there. yeah that's it 
We're going to end on a, a happier note, dude. Um, I got a story. Do we yeah. have time? Yeah, yeah. If, how long is it? <laughs> We're at time now. Okay. We gotta, I got to end it on a lighter note. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> a little mini extension. <laughs> no, hold on. I got to read the worst dad joke in the world. Oh, God. I have a story. This um, Big Mac talk reminded me of a story that happened to me one time. All right, just this, make it quick. <laughs> i give you the, the, the abridged version. Give me the cliff notes. One time, uh, me, uh, a mate, and uh, so two mates of mine, a uh, guy and a girl, were hanging out at Macca's late at night. This was when you were like studying and you had all those random days off. And it was it was a late one. I think it was like, you know, those 24-hour Macca's, sometimes they close at like 10 or 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We're inside just sitting down, probably having like an ice cream or whatever. And this guy looks like he just got off work. He had like a full um, coveralls on, looked like a mechanic or something. And um, the Maccas is empty. And we're just tucked in near the registers. And he grabs his meal and he sees us and he goes, oh, is this seat taken? And we're like, like, nah, it's all good. And like, so this is like, we got the table and the table next to us and the rest of the Maccas is empty. Yeah. And he starts- like trying to make small talk and he's like opens up the big Mac he's like I remember these being a lot bigger and then he gets like a phone call and it was a theme song for like Boston Legal or some shit and he gets up and he starts going like you know adjusting his tie and like pretending he's like a lawyer or something and and like miming out this theme song that's playing on his phone and we're just like (laughs) this guy's on cocaine dude he was bouncing off the walls Anyway, he's, he's trying to make small talk with us and um, he hears us start wrapping up. Like we're trying to get away from him mm-hmm. and he starts scoffing his food and then he's like, yeah, I'm about done too. And he walks out with us and there's no cars in the car park other than his car, my friend's car, who was parked, he parked next to her and me and my buddies in, in, in another car who were parked a little bit further away. Uh, we walked slowly to get to our car so we could make sure she gets into her car. She got into her car and he gets into his car and we see him starting to talk to her through the window and we're just sitting in the car watching him and then we just hear in the background like, fuck, 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 this always happens to me. And then he just speeds off. Whoa. And we pull up next to her and we're like, are you okay? Like, And she's like, yeah. Like he, you know, asked for my number or whatever. I politely declined and he just lost it. And he started speeding and we're just sitting in the car park talking for a while. And then we see his car slowly come on the road <laughs> and then just pass it by. We're like, uh, this is a bit sus. So we drove to um, another car park somewhere else. And we were like hiding out in the car park. And we swear we saw him because his car passed down the road like he was looking for us, dude. He was like, dude, he looked like a murderer. He's coked out of his mind. You're, You're like, going to have this dude die. get off work at like 10 p.m., and coveralls like acting like he's on coke just raging around whoa freaky stuff man freaky freak wow that's a funny kind of funny but also very scary yes. story and uh i hope that was a short enough version yeah that's pretty good oh, actually, <laughs> shorter, than I, shorter than i thought i had to blitz through that one no you're good you, you did it well i think you covered all the bases and yeah man that's weird i'm so glad your friend didn't get hurt it was very freaky dude and um i actually have a, a great story to, uh, next time next episode that um she actually experienced, which involves a murderer. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Also, remind me of my Macca story next episode. I'm going to write that down. Okay. Write this down. Write this down. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, we love you guys. We're signing off for another episode of Double Dose. We love you for joining in. And thank you for watching and listening as always. Thank you very much. Okay. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.